Hello there everyone, welcome to the Edward White Audio Thoughts. I just thought I'd give you a bit of context around what this episode is about. So in this episode I interview Rachel Jeans of Le Petit Beauty Room. Uh, we talk about everything from starting a business and not intending to, to to growing it and, and hiring on staff and what, what she kind of looks for in, in her staff members. Um, we also talk about the kind of struggles and, and actually wanting to give up um, and then we look at other subjects such as personal life and, and stress and uh, anxiety and things like that. So a really kind of broad subject matter. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for choosing to listen. And this is the podcast with Rachel Jeans. Welcome to episode one of the Edward White Audio Thoughts. Um, do you just want to tell me a bit about yourself and what you do? Um. So I run two beauty salons, one in Wooden Bassett and one in Old Town Swindon. Um, we had the one in Old Town Swindon for nine years now. It's nine years September. Um, and we've had the Bassett one for about three years. So, yep, do a variety of beauty treatments, waxing, facials, massage, nails. Have you always done beauty? For 23 years. 23 years. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Um, I did... I did start off doing hairdressing. I did a hairdressing apprenticeship, but okay. just didn't really like, like the atmosphere. And I don't know, yeah, just so beauty was kind of the next thing. And yeah, I love it. Have you always wanted to have your own business and, and be your own boss? No. No? No. So how did you get into it? What, to be in my own boss? Yeah. Or, um, so just went to college, learned how to do beauty, was working for people quite a few years. I worked for Clarins and done lots and lots of training and then applied for a job at the De Vere's, um spa manager there, which I didn't think I was going to get because I was still quite young and there's lots of other people that worked there already that had applied for the position. Um, but yeah, I got, I got offered the job, so I was in charge of... A team of girls, team of six girls there, um, and that was actually the place where I met or employed two of the girls that work for me now. Um, but yeah, still didn't really have any desire to run my own business. I was just quite happy doing that. Left to have children. Went back. Management had changed, and things weren't the same. So started doing bits from home, and then um, what, as a freelance basis yeah just clients that I've like made over the years mm. um just yeah just come around my house and okay. have their treatments done um and then once my first child went to school a good friend of mine owns a coffee shop and she had some rooms at the back to let and she was like why don't you like rent one of these rooms off me rather than doing it from home yeah and it was really tiny probably like the size of a well, you could hardly swing a cat in it. It's really <laughs> tiny. Um, and it just started off from there, really. Mm. Again, still... Just you? Or did you just take me. anyone with you? Okay. But I still didn't have any thoughts of, like, growing the business. No. I didn't do any advertising. Nothing. It just did it all by itself. Okay. And then she, um, like, refurbed the upstairs of the shop. Yeah which is bigger, it was two rooms, asked me if I wanted to go out there, which I did. And then that's when Amy came along 
So okay. Amy was one of the therapists I employed when I was running the Devere. Yeah. And then it grew again and then Sinead come along and it's just kind of slowly grown done it by itself really. So when you employed Amy and then Sinead, did you kind of have an interview process or was it more of a, you know what they're like already, so you just kind of offered them the job? Um, For Le Petit? Yeah. No, yeah, because I interviewed them when they left college for the Devere and I'd worked with them there for, you know, quite a few years. Were they excited to come and work for you again or were they a bit nervous because obviously... The stability of the Devere and I think Amy was nervous. Yeah, because I remember her asking me like several times, so like I'm gonna have contract then, and <laughs> I'm like definitely gonna have sixteen hours a week, and yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know if she just thought, you know, I'm just having her to help me out a little bit or something to start yeah. off with. Um, so yeah, I think I think Amy was nervous. Which um, you would be though, wouldn't you, if if you're going from yeah. a, a proper business essentially to you who's just set up shop in a in a and not had it very long at all yeah. really and like not employed anyone previously no <laughs> that's a lot of trust from amy I yeah think. but i think she was unhappy mm. where she was and um you know we sort of stayed in contact on off through the years when i wasn't in the javier and yeah and you know it wasn't massively risky for me to employ Amy because she was so good and she'd been doing it for so long. She already had a client base and lots oh, of them okay. come along. So it wasn't yeah. like I had to just rely on the clients, the new clients that were coming to the petite. No. She'd come with clients. <laughs> so um, we kind of worked out that she was going to bring enough clients to sort of cover her wages. Mm. And You and Amy worked that out? or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, just so that... You know, she was confident that I could actually afford to pay her. <laughs> um, so how long was it just you and Amy before Sinead? Not long. Only no? probably, I think it was only about four months. Oh, really? Why, why is that? Just because, I suppose because because Amy came along with her clients, I still had all these new clients that were coming to the salon okay. that were just kind of word of mouth really yeah so i hadn't done any advertising so we still needed someone to like do the new clients that were coming to us and then <laughs> that's when Sinead yeah came along okay so what um what then how long was it before you hired someone else um so what it was just us like? three for quite a while okay and then um, I think um, it was probably about five years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, it was because um yeah it's so about five four years, years ago. into the business. Mm. Yeah. Then we employed another girl. Okay. That also worked at the Devere, but I didn't I didn't know her. I just knew of her through Amy and Sinead. Yeah. She came highly recommended, um, and she was a brilliant therapist. Mm. And actually, you know. I appreciate that she helped me build the business up because she was so good. Yeah. People really liked her. She was so good at what she did. Um, But unfortunately, which happens quite a lot in this industry, is that people then think, oh, actually, why am I working for someone else? And I could be doing this. So, um, yeah, it, it was kind of 
it wasn't a very nice situation because I was on maternity leave at the time and she was running the business for me and then decided to set up her own business, which, you know, it happens. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. But that, the business took a massive hit Did it? then, massively. So describe what the hit looks like if you want to, if you feel comfortable. Um, well, for different, like, first of all, like, personally, yeah, I think I got really depressed about it and I you know didn't know if I wanted to carry on with the business it wasn't for my family pushing me and telling me to come on I I probably would have not done that and obviously Amy and Sinead as well they were really supportive um I think they felt slightly bad about it as well because obviously they They brought her along to the team but they weren't to know um but also I felt like I'd been cheated on no, it sounds weird. Yeah. But that's th- the only feeling I can explain is how it felt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I just put all my trust into her and was really I was shocked. And I just didn't think that that would happen. No. From a business um, point of view, I remember a year later, my accountant at the time said that he, he thinks she took about 70% of the clients oh shit that's a hit isn't it so it was really that's a hit yeah yeah did you so did you ever want to just give up and suck it in so what made you stop that um i just think this happened i had a a baby that was six weeks old (laughs) i remember she rang me like at six o'clock one evening and was like you know I'm, i'm really sorry but this is what's happening i've set up a business and i'm gonna be going i'll i'll work until you come back so I remember like yeah I was waxing clients to the like six week year old baby on the floor at some (laughs) point um but yeah like then I just had enough and wanted to give up loads of times but it was are you happy that you didn't and you persevered yeah yeah really happy now I didn't it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few years. I'd say like it's only the last couple of years that I kind of thought, okay, we're back to normal. We're back where we were. Mm. And then the last sort of year or so, it's really took off again. But yeah, at the time, I would have chucked it in. <laughs> yeah. So what like advice would you give someone who maybe wants to start their own kind of beauty business or or business essentially like what what would you say to them someone who's just starting out um i'd probably like tell them to go and speak to somebody who's been doing it for quite a few years like a mental sort of thing yeah it's just there's a lot that you don't like there's a lot that i don't know and even in the last year that i've been learning Mm. about I think you know because when you it's it's fine when it's just you and it's you're just renting somewhere and it's just you and you know you know every client that walks through the door you know what their names are you know what they want um but then when it starts getting bigger and then when you start employing people it's just a totally different ball game and I don't know there's just like hidden things that I didn't know about and I probably was naive but you know to play music you've got to pay music license yeah, yeah and <laughs> like the credit card machines and they cost a fortune and mm. the phone line and and like now you know everything's like online bookings and now i have to pay for 
all that every single month. And yeah. Mash insurance and tax <laughs> and wages and and like yeah, you know the I don't it's not easy for like a beauty business because it's quite labour intensive, so you know, you just you feel mean? like because you have to because I've got quite a lot of staff like most my biggest cost is my staff but then you have to have them because yeah. <laughs> you have to cover the hours and the clients that are coming in so yeah I didn't quite grasp like how much it costs as you get bigger you mm. just it's not like I think people think oh you're getting bigger and you're making more money and you're more successful actually takes a lot of fucking work yeah <laughs> um so would would you almost would you advise anyone against it like what would you say so what kind of traits would you say would be bad to have for someone who wants to be an entrepreneur or start their own business like what what would you say if you saw someone with those traits would you tell them to stop and not do the business um i think one of the things that you've got to have and i think we're really lucky is you've got a you've got you know you've got to look after your staff and if you're not a people person then don't even do it because I think businesses like this normally there's a massive staff turnover well we're lucky like our girls we've been together for like 17 years me and Mm. Sinead and Amy and everyone else hit that people don't tend to no leave because we are a team and I think if you're not a people person and you find that hard then a business like this just doesn't work because you need to keep your staff and you need to keep them for a long time um yeah anyone that's going to give up easy don't bother doing it because you're looking like a good when people say oh yeah it takes a year for the business to kick off that's a total lie it takes more like <laughs> eight years for it to get anywhere near yeah um yeah, I do you think like, you know, you have to for for years and years and years, you have to keep putting money back into the business. Mm. I think a lot of people don't do that. That's what it feels like to me is a lot of people start making a bit of money and then don't think that they have to put it back in and they can yeah. just go on that holiday or go and, and buy that car or whatever. And then, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, so, what? yeah, I'm reading a book at the minute and it's all about culture and stuff. What would you say makes a good culture and why do you think your girls have stayed with you? Um, Just, I think, like, we communicate really well. Um, I don't... I don't know. Like, I kind of... I'm not bossy <laughs> as such. Um, yeah, we talk to each other. There's no... If anybody's got anything to say, they just say it. Um, yeah, we're really close. Like, we're more sort of friends and work colleagues. And, yeah, I just think you've got to just respect people and work with their life. And they they do the same for you. So I kind of ask the girls what hours they want to do. And Okay. Like Flexible working, essentially. Yeah. So they kind of tell me what. Yeah, what works do. for them. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain extent, obviously. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, if it meets within the business sort of thing. Like. Yeah, and they like they all work together and, you know, if someone's going on holiday, then they'll ask another girl, can you cover me? Or, 
like lots of us got children so if one of our children are off sick then we all kind of like pull together and try and cover clients okay. if we can so it's very rare that we will phone people and cancel them because we are you know we all work mm. really closely together but yeah it just works what kind of leader would you say you are um <laughs> don't know what am i um I don't I don't think I'm I'm not I don't think I'm very I don't think I'm a very strong leader. Like we've got apprentices at the minute and the girls like constantly tell me that I need to be harder on them and <laughs> Yeah, the apprentices like, say that. I was at college, like and my apprentice even one of them turned around to me the other day and she was like, Yeah, you've got to tell us off because if you don't then we're just gonna walk all over you. Mm. Um But yeah, I just I haven't ever really had to properly manage them, I suppose. They're all just really good and they're all just, just, all get on just with work it. together and yeah, they all yeah. get on with it. Okay. Um Yeah, the apprentices are obviously uh <laughs> new ball game. <laughs> yeah. Um so what would you say obviously since we've been working together, what would you say you've learned from from myself and that life? Um selfish question, isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, like the last year, I think my business has like changed a lot to the extent like now people walk in, I don't know who they are, I've never seen them before. Okay. Um, Does that worry you? Mm, it makes me feel a little bit out of control sometimes. How do you think you can mitigate that? Because you said about obviously you knowing the staff, you knowing the, the clients and stuff like that. How do you think you can change that? What, that I can Do you know, can know them and, and build a relationship with them personally? Um, so I've decided to take a bit of a step back because at the moment I'm in like a treatment room all the time. Yeah. So the business is just like, yeah, it, literally in the last year I've realised I have to run the business. I can't mm. just um, be a therapist and kind of play at running the business, which I sort of have been, I suppose. But so now I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I want to be out of the treatment rooms a bit more so that I can meet all the clients mm. you know and talk to them talk and to them that. yeah and and just run the business and we you know I've put Sinead in charge it's of a different ball game isn't it yeah it's totally this l last year's is totally different yeah like I it's getting to the stage where I can't I haven't got enough like I've been getting up at five o'clock in the morning mm. to do paperwork <laughs> ordering and things yeah. like that because obviously I've got family as well and I can't bother in the evening so I'm too <laughs> knackered um, you're doing podcasts with me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah I'm just going to be doing treatments on a Friday and Saturday now so the rest of the week I can actually okay. run the business in terms of um, you know you're saying about the you wanting to build a relationship with people mm. is there a way using the online booking system that you could um, track people. So I, I'm reading this book at the minute. I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. I've mentioned it twice in this podcast. <laughs> but I will, I'll put it somewhere. Um, but it, it talks about this uh, group in New York that owns, I think it's about 20 restaurants in New York. Yeah. Um, really popular. But he says that the w so the way it's all about culture and stuff like that. And the way that you you do your staff works really well and it's it matches what the book says. But what he said is that like when he opened his second restaurant is that he lost the fact that 
it wasn't as personal. Yeah. And like what they started to do is they started to train staff to actually make notes on their customers. So like they'd have a CRM system that would say, Bob is coming in at six. He likes to be sat next to a window and likes his wine a certain temperature or whatever. Yeah. So is there a way that you could do that for your customers? Yeah. So we can make notes on the system. Do you? Um, We do a little bit and we have started to a little bit more but then the system's new to us like there's loads that you can do with it but yeah because we've been using a paper diary for eight years need to change it (laughs) do it a bit slowly but yeah we have started making notes and also what kind of notes do you make um just things like what color varnish yeah like people had last time although saying that you know you have your regular clients Mm. and you just remember and also we've got like charlie that works for us and she's just like an elephant (laughs) literally you can ask her you know that lady that come in like last wednesday and she had brat and she'd be like oh yeah that's mrs so and so so and she had this done and she had this color and she went on holiday here and she just remembers everything so but can you like our own can you not keep that in 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 the computer yeah yes i I think you should start doing that yeah because then if someone else does pick up that client like say for example it was charlie's client but then i don't know charlie's ill or something and and someone else has to do it they've then got that information stored on the computer yeah oh she went to tenerife this year like shit to talk about already and i think people the value people will feel the value in that yeah and they'll feel like a value customer people love it when you yeah they come in and you're like oh so here's your coffee that you like and yeah yeah you remember stuff about what they've done and yeah. But imagine if every staff member knew that. Not on a creepy level, just on a, <laughs> like, keep it in the CRM system. So it's like, oh, yeah, she went on holiday to wherever. She has, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'd be good for, like, when you cross... I think we do it, generally, like, you just do it. As yeah, with your clients, you do yeah. It. Yeah, you remember staff and you build relationships with them. But I think, yeah, when it crosses over from one therapist to another, it's a good idea to... Which I, w- which I think will start happening. It's ha- it happens quite a bit in Old Town. Yeah. It's, it doesn't in Bassett at the minute. We're still <laughs> working on that. But in Old Town, it yeah, we've got to the stage now where, you know, years ago, my clients would not go to anywhere else. No. But now that they will go and see Sinead and Amy and They'll go to other versa. people in the, in the business. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you think that's brand day? I think, you know, we all, we're all the same. Mm. Cause, because we've been working together for so long, we pretty much do... You've rubbed off on each other. Yeah, yeah. the same thing. So, and you think I've I've basically trained them all from scratch as well. So, Sinead was straight from college. Amy was straight from college. Charlie was straight from college. Yeah. Sophie wasn't, but we obviously retrained Sophie you when we took her, over Bassett. Yeah. yeah, in the way that we do it. And now we've got the apprentices, which are being trained by all of us. Yeah. So we're all kind of come from the same yeah. page, you know, we all, we all do things pretty much similar. So do you, this question, do you think that if, say, for example, Amy or Sinead or someone left, do you think that you'd lose as many clients as you did previously? Because no. I, the way I'm trying to go is like the brand. Yeah. Pe- do you feel that people are more attached to the Le Petit brand instead of just an individual? Now they are, yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you think that's important for businesses? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it kind of protects you, doesn't it? And like people, 
yeah definitely I mean yeah it's a lot, it is really uh, yeah thinking about it, it's really different now than what it was but do you do you, do you agree that you do you think that you would lose as many people or not no definitely no. not um so what's this question what is the number one thing that you've learned since i've started working with you um i don't know because there's been loads <laughs> what do you think is most important eye-opener. um so controlling the social media the way you do and like interacting with people mm. you know so which when i first met you and you were saying about you know don't just do one word answers yeah when people ask you a question you have to try and keep them talking mm. and and i've noticed that like on our social media yeah like people just like to chat to us about things on the on the actual post thread yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. post it put on, and sometimes you know we even just get people be like, "Hi, how are you today?" or yeah. "Or how's this?" or you know, just asking us questions. Um, yeah, so I think that's really important that you just keep the conversation going, and people love it. They mm. they they want to be part of something, and so yeah, I found that like quite surprising, and I think it's really important the way it looks as well. Which I didn't do maybe actually, appreciate. Do you actually think that's important now that you've seen it? I think it's important because I've been told <laughs> so much by like all my clients. Have you? Yeah, just you know we've had well, your people, actual clients saying it. Uh, my actual clients saying it. Oh, people shit. that have come to the salon. Um, off the back of social media. Off the back of social media because oh. they've seen pictures of the salon, like the way it looks. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like, to the extent, I love it when people come in and say, oh, like, it feels so nice. and it's, But now you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Because we get told it about 10 times a day. But, you know, it, yeah, it does make such a difference. Because obviously you had... Oh, and I went in, like, twice now. First time I was a bit embarrassed. The second time I was okay. Like, I got approached in town once. From someone asking me, like, "Oh, do you work in like B two in Old Town?" Really? And then okay, that's I interesting. went to McCall's yeah. news agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, I had my t-shirt on, and she was like, "Oh, you're one of the girls in the beauty room." <laughs> she's like, "Can you bring me some prices in? I've seen you on social media." That's so, cool. Yeah, that's cool. A little bit famous. A little bit famous. Yeah, a little bit out there. And you do like when you walk down Wood Street. The other day, me, Sinead, was it me, Sinead and Amy? Catherine, I think we were going. I don't know if we was going for a meeting or something. And we were walking down Wood Street, and we all had our t-shirts on. Yeah. And like you feel like really good. Yeah. It's like oh. Do you think that's the sense of belonging? Yeah. Because I think that's what so many brands lack is that that sense of internal belonging, like with their staff and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do think it rubs off on customers. Yeah, definitely. Our customers always like mention about how we are together. Okay, but you know, and it is nice because we get you know the girls go off sick and because Catherine was poorly not long ago with a bad back, but then they just keep coming in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're supposed to be sick, and like go home. Yeah, and like, oh, just come in, bored, we'll come back to work. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's really nice. It's not. It's not like, like I love coming in here. It's probably my favourite place. <laughs> I don't think many people say that about work. It's your business, isn't it? It is, and I think all the girls love it as well. Like it just goes to show, you know, when it's their day off and they come in, or oh yeah. But do you if think they're not supposed to be here? They're here. Is that new? No, we've always been like that. I think because we just all get on really more well. more of a family than a yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell me about your shit wallpaper? No, oh, yeah. Go on then. When I first, your first. What um, was my first words <laughs> as soon as I walked in the salon? Which <laughs> told me how shit my wallpaper was and how un Instagram friendly the salon was that it needs redecorating. What do you now think of that statement? <laughs> I didn't really know. I kind of liked it because you were really honest. Yeah. I sort of liked that although it did leave me a little bit open mouthed I have to say I didn't really but do you not think I was I true think I was just like rude <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I do because a salon if you if you think of a salon it's kind of got that generic patterned wallpaper yeah with the bright white fucking shabby chic yeah mirrors Char- and all charm that charm and shape yeah <laughs> <everyone> calls it <laughs> um but yeah. now obviously we've kind of curated it together so it looks on brand in in both digital and when people walk in in person they feel because i remember saying to you like when you walk in you want you want people to feel like they're going somewhere yeah um which i thought was quite important like the the fact that it didn't feel like it had any set place to go did it no so like that's why we moved the desk the desk was here mm. and yeah and then um yeah, do you, are you glad that you've done the makeover? Yeah, I'm really glad. Yeah. I'm just a bit daunted because I know I've got to do the next one now. Dun, dun, dun. What are your growth plans for the business? Um, what do you want to happen? I want to get Wooden Bassett, um, you know, at the same level as Old Town, really, first. Yeah. So the plans are to give that a refurb. Yeah. And yeah, ideally in the future, I would like to get a third salon. Okay. But where I'm not 100% sure at the moment, I keep changing my mind on that. I think but you'd have to kind of test it, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for now, just concentrating on these two, really, getting them as good as they can be and yeah. as busy as we. Well, yeah, busy, but not busy to the extent that we can't. Can't manage. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what advice would you give to someone looking to build a brand? Um, probably to give you a shout. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like um, if if, you, if they had to do it themselves or they didn't have the money, what would you say to them? I think, yeah, just be really careful with your social media. What? Just make it look neat and tidy and all like uniformed. Yeah. And like personal but not too personal. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, we used to do it, and people do like it. Like sometimes we still will put things like maybe on the about the managers and the, and the the staff and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And people like to see that, but yeah, maybe not as much as what we did. Um, and then yeah, you just got to get like you've got to get your look, haven't you? And you've got to... What is the look? 
think. So what do you say your look is? Um, well, we just always wanted to go for like a relaxed, comfortable, welcoming kind of salon, mm. which we always wanted. Like, you know, we're never, we're not heavily made up. We're all pretty natural. Um, we're all really, people just come in here and feel relaxed. I yeah. think that they can just come in early and they can have a coffee or they can stay after their treatment, just chill out. Do they do that? Yeah, they do do that. They have, cool. they've, yeah, they've done it, you know, for quite a while. But I think now that there's more areas and it feels more like you can do that. But you're allowed to do it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I often get clients though in Old Town. They're just coming to use the loo. <laughs> that yeah, happens quite, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, just yeah, neat and tidy. Yeah. Just all. Like the, the I think you know obviously the having the the logo that everyone recognises and on the t-shirts and so that makes a massive difference. So when it comes to the logo, what do you think is important? Um, so I have to say, like when I first met you, I didn't probably quite get. You know, I kind of thought oh, it has to say that it's a beauty salon on there, <laughs> and it has to have this and it has to have that. Or well, actually, I remember you saying to me, you know, I think like Apple. If you just see the Apple, then you think of that, yeah, their brand. Yeah, it doesn't say anything on there. It's just the logo, and like like McDonald's yeah. is the same, isn't it? The M, you see that, you know what it is. It do, you don't need to have underneath it that it's a fast food chain or no. anything like that whereas no. before i'd be like no it has to say le petite beauty ring <laughs> and like <laughs> so i think i had know what it is. treatments <laughs> and products underneath did it. you yeah what on your old logo did yeah. you actually yeah fuck it's still in the window downstairs is it oh yeah. we'll have to have a look i need to change oh my that God. still um so i had all that information but actually you don't you don't need that it's just something that it's it's more like a visual thing isn't it that people just see it and they recognize it mm. and it's not like you don't have to a logo doesn't have to give you loads of information no whereas i think i did i thought that and a lot of people do think that yeah yeah so you can't just put lp on it because people about like, well, what's lp yeah What's but it's everything that else that you do alongside that that people right, yeah. will know what LP is. Yeah. Um, what I see in the beauty industry is a lot of people go for the very colourful logos. Mm. You know where it's like gold, pink, grey, like loads of colours in one logo. Yeah. And like my advice to someone, anyone who kind of wants a logo is go for something really simple. So like you can have yours printed anywhere. Like, I mean, it's quite frequent around the, the salon yeah. now isn't it so like and like obviously we've got the the branded stuff come in mm -hmm. the, the bottles and the and the candles and stuff um and like that being on on those products doesn't feel out of place no it doesn't need to be frilly and like no. pink and no um and yeah i think a lot of people think that they need to have loads of swirls and loads of because i think where people obviously people stay in their lane don't they mm. so where people only see certain types of logos you get it a lot with photographers and stuff is they only see like photography type logos or like and then they've got all the floral designs and stuff yeah and it's like 
you if you then try to print that on a t-shirt it's going to be 10 times harder mm. because you've got however many colors in it yeah and it does look busy and that's exactly what i did like mm. mine was all swirly and lots of text on it and yeah yeah and it wasn't recognizable did you do you, do you feel that though? now now i do yeah i think at the start that's probably the thing that i was the most uneasy about was losing not just me like the girls as well like literally yeah, they called I a meeting over saying. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were panicking that i was gonna losing the fucking flight <laughs> yeah and they were like what did you, you tell them they even like said about you they were like i know that you know <laughs> he knows what he's doing but yeah we're just really we're just really worried <laughs> we shouldn't change the logo and the they said you shouldn't change the logo teal, like i now cannot stand that color no it's a horrible fucking color but isn't it <laughs> they just were like they were just scared, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they obviously talking amongst herself, and then I think it's <laughs> they held Sinead. an intervention for you. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did, and you know we compromised. I think the logo that I originally. Oh yeah, that yeah that chosen. was a lot different, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot different. And I I kind of liked that. I really liked it, but now and also you know. I wouldn't have liked it because I know, would have known that they weren't. Yeah, they weren't bought into it. So I it. wouldn't have felt that comfortable. So no. we all kind of chose together in the end. Like we took a vote on who yeah. liked what. And okay. this kind of won the vote. So it everyone was happy with it. Although I would say that everyone still was a bit like, shit, don't, <laughs> leave, don't lose it. Too. I think I remember Sinead was like, yeah, it's fine. We'll go with that. But maybe like the L and the P should be teal. <laughs> They wanted to keep the teal, yeah, did they? Yeah, they found thought it was which the brand. you know I get and I did as well. I was that I was scared about it. Yeah, that was it. Kind of felt like you were losing something and starting something new. Which, which essentially is a have. rebrand, isn't it? Yeah, but it is a rebrand because that's it's scary because you just think, oh my. But then, out of all those eight years, mm. I'd say that people recognise our logo more now and <laughs> our brand in the last year than they probably did. That's cool. After eight years of the swirly teal. <laughs> I can see it now. I can see it now. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah. That's so bad. And, and you, from what I could see on your social media, there wasn't any kind of consistent brand image or brand feel. No, nothing was there? at like, all. Whereas like the images now that I use, I make sure they're all light and, and very... The skins are very um, like a nice skin color. If that makes mm. sense, like it's all quite soft. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, and people like they recognize it and they notice it and they comment on like how our page looks. Mm. That's good. That's good. Um, and I think it's quite important because, like, when you come in and you take the pictures, and I've I said to you about this before, like you know when you build an image in your head of like what you think something should be like so there was a spa that I followed for ages and always wanted to go there and then when I actually went there I was like oh it doesn't <laughs> kind of look like anything that the pictures look like no well, I think it's important to be true to you know like actually what you look yeah yeah, so yeah yeah when you're putting all this stuff on social media like how great our salon is mm. and treatment that they, it is actually 
it does look like that when you turn up and it's not that like kind of authenticity yeah it's important because otherwise i don't know i just felt a bit let down really when i was thinking that this place was wonderful and i couldn't wait to go there and then i got do you want to name it or like, not no it's <laughs> like oh it's not all that it's that story though isn't it it's that story that you you tell your customers when they come in and then you follow it through on your digital channels and and that's to me the good thing about social media is the fact that you you can then do that yeah cheaply because yeah. before if you if you were a brand there's no way you could have talked to your customers unless it was on the fucking phone and no. th- this is only like 15 years ago which isn't that long is it like and if you wanted to get an advert out you'd have to pay a shit ton of money to go in the paper or yeah. local radio or wherever. And it never worked. I think I've no. done like advertising on the newspaper like once. And it did you? Yeah. How much did you spend? Oh, I can't remember. It's like a few hundred, I think. Yeah? Was that local newspaper? Yeah. It, it just doesn't... It doesn't... Well, definitely not now, I don't think. It depends what kind of sort of people you're hitting as well, I suppose. But... There's no way um, to show it though, is there? No way to show the actual ROI. No, but I think business-wise, like literally the last two years is where like Instagram and things like that have just gone massive, and like people before people would just like Google you and they say, "Oh, I just searched you on Instagram." I put like <laughs> Instagram and like salons, com- salons in my area and stuff. Where people just use it more for that as well now, whereas. Yeah, you just didn't have that like two years ago. So that's kind of like why I got you helping as well because <laughs> I haven't got a clue how to do it. Right, this is off, off business now. But what was, it was Suicide Awareness Day this week. Yeah. And obviously like it's a big thing, like the mental health, especially like in males and stuff like that. Um, But what would you say... It, it, would you say, like, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe struggling with mental health, if you've got any experience of that? Um, it's really hard. I have got experience. My best friend actually took her own life yeah. through um, post-natal depression. And do you know what? I know it's a really sad thing to say, but you can't. You can't advise them because it's really hard. Like, um, there's not much help out there for a start. There's not much help out there if you're an adult with mental health. And there's even less if you're a child with mental health. And unfortunately, if you haven't got the money to pay for things privately, then you're going to be waiting a hell of a long time for anyone to help you. Um my friend you know she struggled for months and we were all there and we we helped and we thought she was getting looked after the way that she should have been but unfortunately she wasn't um you know there's just like it doesn't matter what you say to somebody who's got mental health like how much you tell them you know you'll be all right just it will be all right in a few months' time or they're ill. Like, they don't hear what you're saying. No. They don't really want to hear what you're saying. No. They're just dealing it within their head. Um, you know, unfortunately, when they make that decision to 
end it, then it's almost like a relief mm. to them. And I can remember my friend coming around like the week before she did it. And we were sat upstairs on my bed and we were just mucking around. And I just thought, oh my God, like she's so much better. She seems more her own self. Mm. And a week later I got the phone call. But since I've been told that, you know, when they make that decision, that that's what's going to happen. It's a big relief. And yeah. They almost yeah, feel like they can let go. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, I don't know what advice you can give anybody. I mean, how go and... Do you, do you ever fight for help because you will you know you have to fight and your family and your friends will have to fight for you because yeah. it doesn't come easy no do you do you ever feel anxious or stressed out or depressed or anything yourself yeah how, how do you manage it how do you cope um it's going really personal so you don't have <laughs> yeah. to answer it if you don't want to either. uh i go to the gym yeah and it does help I always feel better if I've been to the gym. Um, just like go away, mm-hmm. get away from things. Sometimes you just have to take yourself away from the situation. And I think, you know, we've discussed before, sometimes you just have to switch off and turn yeah. off your phone and not talk to anyone or just have time to yourself and... Be in your own head, but in a good way. Yeah, and like talk to people. Find someone that you can talk to. Yeah. Because so many people don't. And so many people are just like... I just think that they're... They're not fake, but people aren't true. You know, I, from having two children, I've got some really close friends and we're just like... Fuck me, like having kids is hard work. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest with you, for my time again, I would seriously think about it. But then you've got these other mums that are like, oh no, like it's all wonderful. And for an example, but this is like the same thing throughout life with different things. You know, they're not true. They're not like, no, it's really hard. And Shit's hard, yeah. Shit is hard, yeah. I think if people are more honest about stuff, then people wouldn't feel so like pressured to do a really good job and to be the perfect mum and not to shout at your kids and not to do this and not to do that whereas people don't they're not honest and they don't talk about how they feel properly because they're I don't know they're too embarrassed or they're too scared or of like people they just feel like they have to put a front on and be a certain way behave a certain way act a certain way I I think you get that a lot with like couples who are in a relationship Mm-hmm. and they're like no but do you know what I mean like they're all happy they're all going to fucking Disneyland taking yeah. pictures and shit but then as soon as they get back to the house like yeah I what's mean, really going on and obviously this isn't applicable to everyone every <laughs> kind of family and stuff but I just think stop lying to yourself I've got a client who's um a like child psychologist and we was talking about this the other day and she was saying about like social media and how um how damaging it can be in that sense whereas you know these people do and you know i've seen it i've seen like girls take selfies of their self like if they've been out but it's just them on their own taking a selfie looking like all happy and smiley and just think they're mates just at the bar talking oh but you know, like they're yeah, having yeah, yeah. an amazing time, and then R- the in reality they're not. Yeah, yeah. And you just think like, yeah. I think sometimes people use it to almost show off. 
and think, oh, well, you know, my life is so brilliant. Well, actually, it isn't. And but do you not think that stems from childhood? What? The need to to get kind of validation from social media. Mm, not my childhood. Cause no. We like barely had mobile phones. So yeah, no, no, but, but like the insecurity stems from childhood. Um, I see, I see some older people, honestly, like share like complete shit, and like, and it's like showing off. They've got new car, they've got new house, oh, they've yeah. got new whatever. I think loads of people like that, aren't they? Yeah. Like they, they like to tell people what they've got, mm. where they've been. Yeah. How like yeah, and you know, I know couples that can't stand each other really. No. But on social media, they look like the the perfect husband and wife. <laughs> so yeah, just just. Would you, what would your personal advice be to someone on social media? I don't really do personal stuff on social media, so I don't know if I'm like the right person to. I don't okay. really like people knowing my business. No, <laughs> I very rarely put anything on my personal page. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have the business connected to it, I'm not even sure that I'd have one at all. Would you Would you ever build your personal brand to to help grow the business? Like mm. doing stuff like this, and and I don't mind doing stuff like this, but I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't want to be taking pictures of myself all the time and like telling people what I'm doing all the time. You wouldn't want. You yeah, wouldn't but do what I do. Different, I think, because of your. But why the business you do? Yeah, but. If you didn't yours in more of a business light, I reckon it would be beneficial to your business. How would I do that though? How do you mean? Show what's going on, show what you've got, like new products. Um, well, on my personal page? Yeah. But then I don't see it like, I could just do that on the business page. But I think people buy from people more. This yeah, is a little I plug can, here, right? Yeah. Because uh, I'm see, actually like, doing that. Huh? talk on it aren't I <laughs> yeah Call people away from people I think if you know like if I was that way inclined that and probably I should be but I'm not and I don't I'm not that confident when it comes to stuff you know I could go on the business page and do like I know a lot of business owners do that they do a facial on themselves and they talk about the product mm-hmm. and how amazing it is and yeah I probably should do more stuff like that and like do makeups and I'm just, I'm not really that sort of person. No, but not even like sharing like business advice and stuff like that or? I probably feel more comfortable doing things like that than I would. The makeup stuff? Yeah, just like putting pictures of myself and that. (laughs) It's just not really, yeah. No. It's not really me. But yeah, I don't mind, I wouldn't mind like talking about things and like doing this don't mind doing this yeah okay do you have any questions for me um i don't know if i do how was your first podcast it's good yeah <laughs> um it's interesting obviously the setup is a took a little bit longer than i thought it would but yeah it's good how do you think it's went uh, yeah okay actually how long we okay like nearly an hour nearly an hour. An hour i just thought i don't know if i can talk the whole hour you just have i know probably carry on rabbiting <laughs> um no it's been interesting thank you for being my first guest it's a pleasure oh should we end it here yeah <laughs> if people want to find out about the business quickly where where can they find out about it 
Um, so visit our Facebook page or we're Which on is? Instagram, the Petite Beauty Room, um, or yeah, visit our website. And what's just quickly, yeah, what is one treatment that you think everyone should have if they come here? Anti-stress massage. Okay. Why? Because it's really good, and <laughs> everybody that has it always love it. Cool. So anti-stress massage. Anti-stress massage. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.